everyone, I'm Lucy and you're listening to Season 7 of Space to Learn. The podcast is all about confidence, mindfulness and being yourself, all from the perspective of a third year university student in the UK. There's a mix of solo and guest episodes, so it's the perfect space to learn something new about what your authentic self looks like and how to express that in the best way possible. I hope you enjoy and I'm so happy to have you here. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast, thanks for being here. I'm really excited for this episode, I think it's coming from like personal feelings and emotions recently, so hopefully it'll be kind of relevant and hopefully will resonate with some of you guys as well. I am just going to be speaking about insecurities and fear and how to kind of not give too much power to that and how our minds are kind of like antennas and we can choose what we want to tune into, which frequency we want to tune into as if it was like a radio mast and kind of decide whether we give power to our fears and insecurities or to a more positive way of thinking. So yeah, I've been kind of trying to practice that this week because I've been doing a lot of overthinking, a lot of unnecessary stressing, like everything is going to work out completely fine in the end. So just been trying to lean into that and not stress out too much, but it is easier said than done as I'm sure many of you will uh, relate to as well. And yeah, I'm going to go into all of that, speak about kind of counteracting negative thoughts, speak about fear, speak about taking like power back for yourself rather than listening to other people and listening to all your doubts um, and just give some like more practical tips at the end for kind of trusting yourself and trusting the bigger picture. So I'm very excited. I hope that this is a useful episode. I hope it yeah, I hope it's like relatable because hopefully I'm not alone in this. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go into my weekly favourites. It feels like it's been ages since I've done this segment. I didn't do it in either of my yearly reflections uh, episodes. Yeah, weekly favourites. So it's been a while. So I'm going to go back to New Year's Eve. Me, my mum and my brother went to Oxford for the day and I love Oxford. It's such a beautiful city. I have been there like with my friends over the years and it's got a lot of memories as like a kid and for birthdays and that sort of thing so it's a really kind of nostalgic place to me and I enjoyed it a lot we had a nice day we kind of went for a walk around Christchurch Meadows did a bit of shopping uh went to like the area by the Radcliffe camera and that sort of thing the covered markets if you live near Oxford I would really recommend it such a lovely place um so yeah that was New Year's Eve and then I went to a party on New Year's Eve with my friends from home which was also really fun it's really rare that we actually get everyone together these days so yeah it was nice to have everyone in one place um and then we had some family friends staying for the next few days also very very fun um we went to warwick castle on one of the days which was a highlight i haven't been there since i was maybe like seven or eight um but it's like fairly close to where i live and it's yeah it's a really cool place i enjoyed like walking around the castle ramparts and you get to kind of go all in, all up these spiral staircases through the towers. And I won't lie, it made me feel really like, car sick, motion sick, but um, yeah, I liked the views. It was really cool. I love a good view. Um, and then we went ice skating and the ice rink was kind of a temporary one set up in the castle grounds and had such a beautiful view of the castle as you were skating around. It wasn't too busy either. I went in Nottingham a couple of weeks ago, well, probably like over a month ago now. And it was so packed you couldn't even move but we could get a bit of speed up we were like playing tag towards the end just chasing each other around and yeah they had these big kind of projections on the castle wall of like snowflakes moving around you had all the fairy lights in the 
little Christmas market that they put up so it was it was really really lovely and yeah very very happy so that's kind of things that I've been doing that I've been really loving um things that I've been watching reading etc I've been reading a book called The Awakened Brain it's probably the most fascinating book that I've ever read in my life I'm absolutely loving it I'm just sat there reading it like jaw drop like it's so mind-blowing and it's really kind of a really cool book to read it's um by lisa miller and on the front it says the awakened brain the psychology of spirituality and i'll talk about it a little bit later but oh my gosh i would really really recommend especially if you're into kind of psychology or uh, the mind or spirituality anything like that it's such a cool crossover between science and less tangible things like spirituality so yeah i would highly highly recommend that book starting my reading off to a good start this year and what else have I been loving I watched Nathaniel Drew's 2022 how to reinvent yourself video he does these every year and it's cool just seeing how much they get better every year and how relevant and uh just they really kind of have a way of like hitting in the right place so yeah I enjoyed that that video was kind of all about fear he spoke a lot about fear in that video so I will probably mention some of the things from that in this episode but I'll link it below. I'll link everything below from the episode if you want to go and check things out it will all be in the description and what else have I been doing? Moya Mohini's London vlogs. She's living on her own in a gorgeous flat in London and she just has a way of like romanticizing her life really beautifully for uh, like videos and yeah been enjoying those a lot. She's got like a really kind of inspiring, uplifting energy while still being really raw and honest and not afraid to talk about things. So yeah, I would recommend. And the final thing is that I created a little website, which is kind of mad, <laughs> but I've wanted to do this for a while. And then I had a chat with uh, someone who is kind of in a similar career. So I want to do, had a bit of like a, just a chat, really like a virtual coffee chat about how she's got into her career and that sort of thing and yeah she kind of mentioned that a really good thing to do would be to get all your work in one place so for context if you don't know I am really interested in going into science communication I do a physics degree and I love writing and speaking and kind of communicating so I feel like this will be a, a kind of cool career to go into a little bit scary because I don't know much about the industry but yeah trying to not worry too much about that but anyway I do a lot of writing and things like that so I decided you know what it might not be 2015 but I'm gonna start a blog <laughs> so that's what I've done it's been cool like doing all the design for it and things I really like that sort of thing so yeah I haven't got a domain name a domain name yet so it's a bit of a, a random website name but I'll leave it in the show notes so yeah you can go and read stuff if you fancy um, but if you're kind of into like writing and or photography or uh, like video or anything kind of creative I think it's I've definitely heard a lot of people say it's a really good idea to have a portfolio of all your work in one place um, so yeah you can kind of access the podcast through there as well if you fancy so it's, it's all in one place now it's, it's cool <laughs> it is kind of quite satisfying how it's all very organized and put together on there even if in real life my life is very not put together but there we go Okay, that's kind of it for my weekly favourites and I'll now get into the episode. So I hope you enjoy and I hope you're having a lovely day. 
Okay, I'm already feeling so much more in the mood to record than last time I recorded. I recorded an episode on, what was it, Saturday? It's now Tuesday, and this is going up tomorrow. Um, and I, I was enjoying it at the time, but then, like, since I've just been overthinking it, which is, I guess, kind of relevant for this episode. But yeah, this is feeling a lot more like a flow state, and I'm a lot more in the zone, so hopefully this is better. Anyway... I will stop rambling. <laughs> so the main kind of thing that I wanted to start talking about is how we can choose to see our minds like antennas and rather than our thoughts being kind of our own thoughts, whatever we think that's like somehow related to our sense of self and our identity and if we have a bad thought then that's kind of like something we need to really quickly shut down. But what if our minds were not actually kind of our own conscious thinking because thoughts just pop into your head randomly right so there's a quote in the awakened brain and she says what if our brains didn't create thoughts so much as receive them and i love this idea i'm just going to grab the book because yeah i need to kind of read from the thing okay i might just read out a little passage because she's gonna say it a lot better than i do um so it's she was talking kind of about newtonian physics and how that's kind of really rigid and uh came into a lot of uh contest when quantum physics started going on um so yeah she says it seemed that this was the place where psychology had become stuck in a view of reality as incomplete as newton's bound by three limiting assumptions one that the brain creates thoughts two that all meaning is interpretation and three, that we can feel better by rearranging our thoughts, by disputing the thoughts that make us unhappy, replacing depressing thoughts with a new framework that help us tell a brighter story. But what if the brain didn't create thoughts so much as receive them? What if our brains were less like idea generators and more like antenna or docking stations for a larger consciousness? What if to feel better is actually to detect and be in alignment with that consciousness? What if emotions direct us into the world as it really is? And like, that is just so, it's like, oh, the words are not gonna come out of my mouth in this episode because this book genuinely makes me like, oh, it's really, really cool. I guess the main thing to take away from this is that we don't have to pay attention to all of our thoughts. It's like if you're in the car and a song comes on the radio that, you don't really like you're not really feeling that at that moment you just switch the channel you can choose which thoughts and which frequencies of the radio you want to listen to and it's the same with our brains like thoughts are just energy really like there's nothing kind of physical about our thoughts they're just energy and neural kind of pathways firing different ways in our brain and that's all they are like we don't have to give them power over our lives we don't have to drop everything just because we have one negative thought about a situation and yeah I just think this is really kind of a satisfying idea and something that can give a lot of power so I hope that that analogy was helpful she also briefly mentions in the book about wave particle duality which is very much a physics concept and wave particle duality was literally the thing that made me want to do a physics degree so it's kind of strange that this is coming back to this moment now but yeah, I first learned about it in, I think it was year 12. Yeah, it was year 12. And I'm going to assume that most people don't know what wave particle duality is, but essentially everything is simultaneously particles and waves. 
and that might seem kind of spooky but it's true so at the quantum level at the really really small level everything is just vibrations like whether it's an electron whether it's radiation everything is just vibrations and i'm not going to go into it too much because i'll do a bad job of explaining it off the cuff but essentially like when you get down to the level of the really really small you have to describe matter with wave functions and you can't just describe it by a precise position or momentum there's some kind of uncertainty in that and you can't directly pinpoint at the same time something's position and its momentum so this kind of leads to this like wavy nature of the universe really and i'll bring this back to reality because (laughs) i probably will have like lost a few people along the way but essentially the wave function which is kind of this description of the matter at the really really small scale when we measure it when we measure say its location the wave function collapses into that precise location and also if we were to measure its momentum rather than the position the same thing would happen we would get a precise value of momentum but the position would be uncertain and that's not due to kind of experimental inaccuracies it's not because the the scientists aren't good enough it's genuinely because that is how it works you can't at the same time measure a position and a momentum simultaneously and know that exactly so this is called the heisenberg uncertainty principle and yeah so essentially the only thing that has changed from beforehand to after from when we have this wave-like nature of reality to when we have a fixed location of a particle is the fact that we've measured it and the only thing that's changed is us paying attention essentially which is like mind-blowing and this is why i wanted to study physics because it was just like what is that really how it works and i wanted to know more and i just kind of was so fascinated by it at the time and i still am like i'm doing a quantum dynamics module and it's yeah it's all of this stuff it's really really fascinating but our brains are the same like our brains are matter and thoughts are just energy so therefore by changing like what we pay attention to we are changing how we measure those thoughts in a way like we're choosing what we pay attention to and we have all these thoughts running running around our brains it's like kind of like a wave function if you want to think of it like that and by focusing our attention on one thing we can then like have that in our reality if you know what i mean so we're putting a precise position or whatever on that thought and then we are like that is what happens i I haven't explained that last bit very well but essentially measuring something in a quantum system is the same as us paying attention to something in our brains okay i found the passage in the book (laughs) that was kind of speaking about this idea because i really think i did a bad job of explaining that um okay i'll just read it to reiterate the point So before particles are particles with an exact position or energy or speed, they are waves existing across all possible states at the same time. Before particles become particles, they exist as quantum waves represented by an abstract mathematical, by abstract mathematical wave functions that show all the possible measurements that we might make on the object, position, energy, speed, etc. And the probabilities that we'll get a particular result when we make the measurement. So that is kind of all quantum physics is, it's just trying to find the probabilities of certain measurements at certain times and 
using these wave functions to work that things out, those things out. Um, okay, so the probability that you'll get a particular result when you make the measurement, that you'll find the object at a particular location if you look. If we don't look, it carries on as a wave, it's just chilling by itself. <laughs> so how does a quantum wave become a localised particle? We don't know, but we could also say that when a wave function collapses into a particle with a precise location, the only thing that has changed is our measuring it. In other words, our paying attention. It's precisely our act of measuring it that makes the wave measurable, that gives a specific localised presence. Something that exists in quantum reality begins to exist in everyday reality through our observation of it. Our attention collapses the wave of possibility into a single point. Okay, hopefully that has explained it a little bit more what I was trying to say, but I'll bring it back to the here and now and stop talking about physics now. So I wanted to kind of overthink, overthinking now, <laughs> to just speak about my experience and how my brain likes to just ruminate over everything and the fears end up swirling around and I go round and round in circles, all the what if scenarios, all the catastrophizing if I'm in that sort of headspace. And it's a really, like, it's something that I'm really trying to work on because it's just not helpful. It doesn't actually, although your brain likes to think that overthinking situations in the future is going to make them easier to deal with or less problematic or you'll be able to come up with a solution now, it really doesn't work like that. I'm really realising that. It just doesn't help to overthink situations in the future. And by overthinking it and creating all these, like, giving power to all of your insecurities by taking them seriously and kind of thinking oh yeah that could actually happen then you're just setting yourself up to actually lean into those insecurities when the situation happens so I'm really trying to not <laughs> to just like keep in mind the bigger picture when I start to go into these negative thought spirals and when I start to overthink and come up with all of the different things that could go wrong and like thinking about everyone else's opinions that really don't actually have much bearing on my life. I think there's, I think this quote is from Winnie the Pooh and it says, worrying means you suffer twice. And this just like sums it up. Worrying is a waste of time and insecurities are a waste of my time. And if something bad is gonna happen, like I will deal with it when it comes and I can deal with it when it comes. Like I don't need to worry about having to deal with it, if you know what I mean. Um, this isn't like any groundbreaking information but sometimes I think someone else telling you that makes it easier to do yourself like I was watching the 2022 how to reinvent yourself video from Nathaniel Drew like I mentioned at the start and hearing someone else tell you to stop overthinking is actually so much easier it makes it so much easier to do that rather than when you're trying to tell yourself that because in that state your mind is just swirling 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 so this is me trying to help someone out <laughs> to stop overthinking. Um, let me know if it helps. Okay, so in this video, he spoke about fear and how if we kind of name our fears and welcome them in rather than just ignoring them, this kind of develops much greater awareness about them and allows you to actually listen to them and use them for good and prevent them from paralyzing you. And so, a really useful journal prompt to go with this is what am I afraid of right now? Just write down all of the things that you might be afraid of, maybe do it while you're listening or maybe next time you feel yourself 
feeling scared or feeling anxious, come back to this prompt and just write out in your phone notes or in your journal, what am I afraid of right now? And I'll just read out a few of the things that I have been scared of. Um, Loss of control. This is a big one. I did an episode on uncertainty before Christmas and it's like, it's so hard. (laughs) It's so hard not to not to stress out about all the unth- all the uncertain things in the future but like we never have control we never know what's around the corner and I've been trying to embrace that and not let it rule my life so yeah loss of control and autonomy judgment from other people this is always a big one for me and consistently trying to work on it I've spoken about it before so I won't go into it in too much detail um not achieving what I set out to achieve I guess this is kind of a like needing to prove myself type thing um yeah like not living up to people's expectations and uh, like on some 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 level I want to make people proud of me and I know that I can make myself proud of myself but yeah I feel like that's quite a normal thing to want um making mistakes being hurt by people change and uncertainty again big one um yeah that's kind of all the main things that I wrote down and a quote that really stuck out to me from this video was fear is not a sin to feel fear is to be human i think sometimes we just think that we can't have any negative emotions and this this kind of pressure to be always positive always happy and smiley and never like have the full range of emotions especially when we're around other people but feeling scared is so normal like that is something that we need to like appreciate and not put ourselves down for everyone feels scared way more than we think i believe i think everyone is secretly just terrified of getting stuff wrong and and it's it's okay like fear is not a bad thing either it's something that we can embrace and use to to help us like the fear wouldn't be there if there wasn't a reason for it and i'm not saying we have to give attention to that but maybe if we kind of welcome it in rather than trying to just push it away it can teach us a lesson so for example the other night i was laying in bed and i was overthinking my mind was going round and round in circles and i felt this like really really tightness in my chest like anxiety in my chest and it's strange how much more in tune i am with my body now than i used to be but i can really kind of feel it now and So I could feel this tightness like right in the center of my chest. And instead of being like, oh, go away, like push that down, don't need to deal with that, that's stupid. But I literally just thought in my head like, okay, thank you. What is this fear trying to tell me? Why is there this tightness in my chest? Like, why is there this really uh, like pressing thing that I need to try and address? And by welcoming it in and being like, okay, you're here this is this is something that is going to help me i then like had a much clearer thought of what i needed to do next and i know that sounds really kind of like abstract and hard to do yourself but i just i can't give you the answers yourself because i can't like tell you what your fear is trying to tell you but you can listen to that and you can when you feel scared or nervous like welcome it in just say thank you what is this trying to teach me? What do I need to do differently? Why is this scaring me? And if you question it and welcome it in, there's so many answers that can come up. 
there's so many things that maybe on a subconscious level we're aware of but we haven't actually acknowledged and I think just by thinking of fear as something positive rather than something that has the power to like completely shut us down and change all of our decisions and actions then that's a much healthier way of dealing with things and it is hard I'm not good at it in any way yet but I just had that experience the other night and it really helped it really stopped me kind of overthinking and it stopped me feeling anxiety and that anxiety did just kind of loosen and I felt it kind of become less tight and like wash away so yeah just wanted to share that experience there's also a quote that I've been this episode is full of quotes I realized but this one is what I've been telling myself all week and it says courage is not the absence of fear but rather the assessment that something is more important than the fear and I think this is from Franklin D. Roosevelt And another way to look at it is seeing fear as a child, seeing it as something you want to listen to, something that is from a place of love and good intention and honesty. But you don't have to give power to a child when they're scared. You don't have to give them power over your decisions and what you do next. You can just show them love and listen to them and then move on. Although it's hard to do, talking to your fear like talking to a child is really really helping me um so I wanted to share I also think that taking power back from your overthinking gives you power to listen to yourself over other people as well and like I was saying judgment from other people and caring too much about other people's opinions has always been a big thing for me so by kind of doing this within my own head and not giving power to things I don't want to give power to that kind of really helps in day-to-day with interactions with people with not letting other people's opinions change how I would how I want to live my life and how I do live my life Um, and it's definitely easier said than done but I guess it's just a way to remember that you can choose to do whatever you want to do and I know there's kind of a lot of privilege in that statement there's a lot of times when we do things for others out of necessity as well as out of love and yeah it's kind of I'm not trying to say that you can just do whatever you want and that whole Molly May thing of oh we all have the same 24 hours in the day definitely not a fan of that I think everyone's situations are different and I'm just trying to speak about this from my own perspective but fully get that everyone's situations are completely different and things happen at different points but all I want to say is that on the level of our minds we can choose what we pay attention to and yes that might be more difficult or easier in many different situations but at the end of the day I feel like self-love as cringy as that whole self-love thing is it doesn't have to look like face masks and candles and a bubble bath it's to me way more about the way that we speak to ourselves and I think just cultivating that healthy relationship with yourself is it just does wonders in the rest of your life and everything good will stem from a good relationship with yourself and just before i go i wanted to finish up with some more practical tips for reducing overthinking and how to kind of trust yourself so for me the number one way that i can pretty much immediately like within 10 minutes stop myself overthinking is getting outside going for a walk in nature seeing the trees seeing some water or the sky it's just so 
calming to me and it really helps me to stay grounded in what's important and see the bigger picture so that'll be 100% number one second one is getting it all out on paper writing it down write down how you're feeling do that journal prompt what am I afraid of right now and yeah get it get it all out on paper I promise it will well for me it helps maybe it won't help for everyone but there's something about seeing all your fears on a piece of paper that makes them a lot less scary and I like that (laughs) so would recommend the next one is speaking your thoughts whether it's to a friend whether it's into a voice note on your phone I was doing that the other day I was on a walk didn't have any paper with me obviously so got out my phone and was just speaking into a voice note admittedly I was in the middle of a field so this is kind of easier to do when you're not around other people rather than when you're walking down a street but regardless speaking things out even if it's just in your bedroom like I'm literally here sat in my room speaking things into a microphone so like no judgment here if you're speaking to yourself in your room honestly (laughs) uh the next one is to make something do something creative just for fun whether it's drawing or painting or whatever you want to do writing etc whatever it is that you find enjoyable do something for fun like for fun for the sole purpose of this activity to be fun wherever that is for you uh, the next one's music i haven't actually done this one recently so maybe i should but whenever i'm kind of i don't know it was mostly kind of when i'm feeling sad rather than when i'm feeling uh anxious but playing guitar is a great way for me to kind of let that emotion out and yeah whatever way you find to like whichever outlet you find best go for that um and finally is a faith in something bigger trusting that everything is going to work out okay in the end everything is helping you to get closer to where you need to be and there's a bigger picture there is genuinely a bigger picture and i fully believe that and yeah i'm going to be talking more about the things that i've learned from the awakened brain the psychology of spirituality in future episodes it's something that i'm beginning to accept in myself and i want to talk about it because i've really really found it helps me genuinely so much in everyday life in just being able to see the bigger picture and not give too much attention to my insecurities my doubts and my fears so with that i'll leave you to get on with the rest of your day i hope that this episode has been helpful i feel like i've just been speaking from the heart and putting everything out that i wanted to speak about so i hope that you've enjoyed if you have please let me know i'd really really love to hear your feedback or your thoughts on this episode you can send me a message on instagram at space to learn podcast or alternatively you can send an email space to learn podcast at gmail.com and if you're feeling really lovely and you've found even like a little bit of value in this podcast episode then i'd really appreciate the support if you go over to spotify and give the podcast a rating they've just started doing ratings on spotify so yeah if you're feeling lovely five star ratings would be much appreciated (laughs) thank you okay right i am gonna leave this here have a lovely rest of your day have a fabulous week you can do whatever you put your mind to honestly and wishing you all the best i'll be back again next wednesday with another episode of space to learn bye